This is Reservations, and I'm Rain Whalen. And I'm Eugene Nakatomi. Oh my god. <laughs> Did your family build Nakatomi Tower? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, that's right, because that didn't look too good on it all. I don't want to talk about it. How much money did your family lose? <laughs> and did you hold uh, the officer who destroyed it accountable? Yeah, you're going to pretend we don't know the man who ruined my family business's name. John McClane? John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> in this in this scenario, it's uh, it's like Barney. You're rooting for Hans Gruber. He <laughs> yeah. died hard. He's the titular character. Yeah. Anyway, Jesus Christ. <laughs> welcome back, everyone. Um, sorry it took so long to do this episode. What are you gonna do? Yeah. I mean, the only one who's listening is Zach. That's so. true. Sorry, Zach. Uh, but if you're not Zach, yeah, sorry it took so long. Uh. Jeremy got sick, and then I got sick. You got big boy sick. Yeah, I got big boy sick. Um, and neither one of us really felt like doing the episode while we were sick. So. No. No way, dude. I couldn't even concentrate. I tried watching, so um, it was sort of a test. It was like, uh-huh. can I pay attention, right? While you're sick? Yeah. And so I put on Bardo, which is uh, Alejandro Renneritu's new movie that's on Netflix, right? Uh-huh. And I just, I couldn't read for shit. I was just so just like, <sighs> it wasn't so much like I, it's, I couldn't pay attention. Just, you know, my brain was so foggy and I was just like, I don't, I can't, I can't read fast enough. Oh, to, see, that's kind of what happened when I first watched the movie for this episode. Um, Cause well, at first I thought we were going to record originally on Saturday. Yeah. So, but yeah, on Friday I was just like, I can't, I can't give this the attention it deserves. I know. And then, then when you wanted to record Sunday, I was like, perfect. You know what? Saturday, I can do it Saturday. And then, yeah. And then I got sick. But Oh, well. But here we are. Yeah. At last. At last. Uh, my final pick of the season before we get to the end of season series. Well, I mean, you still have one more pick. I have one more pick. And then the end of season series. But my official final pick... For the uh, for the show, and uh, it is high and low. In case you forgot, um, it is our third Akira Kurosawa film of the series yeah. season. And uh, man, I don't know. It's my favorite one of so. the three. Well, I was about to say of the yeah. three, I don't know which one I liked the most. Okay. Um, I mean, this one's up there. Yeah. I mean. I mean, okay, so first impressions. Yeah. Because we got to get our... Your first impression. My first impression, because you've already seen this. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. It, I knew the base story, the wrong kid gets kidnapped. Yeah. And what do you do? You know, like, do you... Which is really just the first half of the movie. Yeah. So, and I, that's what I loved a lot about it. Yeah. I thought the whole movie was going to be, okay, what do we do? 
Yeah. Like, do we actually save this kid's life? Do we not? Did it? And yeah, that's the first half of the movie. The rest of the movie is finding the guy that did it. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then actually seeing how um, modern in the context of when the movie was made, how modern Japanese police tried to yeah. piece this all together. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And that's all I have to say, because <laughs> I really want to get into it. Episode's over. Yeah. That's it. Uh, six minutes. <laughs> uh, no, because like, I really want to get into it. Um, okay. So, Jeremy, if you will... Give people the synopsis. Uh, yeah. So um, a a mid-level executive of a shoe company um, is meeting with uh, Gondo, yeah. is uh, meeting with the other executives of the company uh, because they would like to push out the, using their shares, their collective shares, uh, to push out the president of the company, take over the company, and do what they want to do, which the other executives want to make what they consider fashion-forward shoes, but at a fraction of the cost, which means a a um, a lesser quality of shoe. Right? Mm. Uh, which really it means very little to the plot, except for what Gondo already has planned, right? Right. And what Gondo values, right? Mm-hmm. Gondo started in the factory building the shoes making the shoes mm-hmm. and then just worked his way up right came from humble beginnings right so he yeah. takes a lot of pride in what he does and what they want to do is just cheap out and do what they think is more popular but lose quality right which is not what he wants to do right yeah uh which tells you a lot about his character right in the first 10 minutes right? mm-hmm. uh but what he has planned is he has been saving money and betting against everything he owns yeah. uh, to collect money to buy out um, to buy out shares. So he's the majority shareholder and he takes control of the company, but he gets to keep the quality mm-hmm. and the original vision of the, the company. Right. Right. And he, like I said, bet everything, right? Yeah. His house, everything like this is, this is no joke to him. Right. Yeah. Um, so once they leave, that's when you find out that's what he's doing, right? And mm-hmm. his uh, his right-hand man is there to assist him in this process. Um, during all of this, his son is uh, playing with uh, his friend, which is Gondo's chauffeur's son. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this, this little, this little thing where uh, they're playing uh, cops and robbers or whatever it was. Yeah. And... Um, even the mom mistakes the two boys, right? Yeah. Uh, when they switch, uh, when they switch roles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when it's uh, their son's turn to be the robber, uh, they switch uh, costumes or outfits, mm-hmm. and even the mom gets confused, right? Yeah. Um, really, because they're just going by what they're wearing, right? Um, and they're a similar. They're similar height. They they have like the same haircut. I mean, they're like identical, right? Yeah. Um, so while this is going on, um, they get a phone call 
right? Um, and there is a guy claiming that he has kidnapped their son, mm-hmm. right? Gondo um, immediately just says, w- w- you kidnapped my son, what do you need? What do you want, right? Right. And he's asking for 30 million yen, which um, is a very large percentage. I can't do math. I would say... 70 percent i don't know i can't do math of what he has accumulated to buy those shares right he accumulated 50 million yen right and he's asking for 30 million yeah and he goes okay well that's i mean that's insane but okay you can you can have it it's yours right and then their son comes walking in right which is odd it's because the kidnapper took the wrong son the wrong kid yeah right and now the whole thing is okay it's not my kid, which means it's not my responsibility anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And so now it becomes that uh, police are called. I forgot I was doing this synopsis. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, that's a. That's... <laughs> uh, the police are called. They get involved. Um, after a lot of um, uh, a lot of you know um, drama, I guess. Yeah. Um, Gondo finally decides. Yes, I will. I'll pay it. I'll pay it. I'm yada yada through a lot. We'll get to it. Um, so then they finally pay the ransom. The kid is returned. Now the rest of the movie is them finding the guy mm-hmm. uh, in the police procedural, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, yeah. And they find the guy. They catch the guy. They um, uh, they put the guy in jail. Uh, the final scene is they meet uh, Gondo and the, the guy uh, meet at the jail. And they discuss, you know, why all this happened, you know, and trying just to understand right yeah and that's high and low uh yeah <laughs> or or what i really loved the the i think i saw that the direct translation is heaven and hell originally yeah yeah which i, I was like that's so cool yeah i mean high and low is still a great title yeah. but heaven and hell yeah that's that's a one i know <laughs> steak sauce yeah uh okay so all right, I, I guess let's let's start with Gondo. Okay. I mean, you've already kind of told everyone a little bit about him, how determined he is. Um, but for a little bit, you know, we really think he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, it's... Yeah, I can understand why you say that. Yeah. Um, especially with, like, how he talks to the other execs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But... But then you know once he once he you know explains himself and all that stuff you you understand where he's coming from oh, yeah. like these guys are the ones that are trying to cheap out or whatever you know what I mean yeah uh, he doesn't like that because he takes pride in what he does because he used to be the people to make the shoes right mm-hmm. um so so that I liked uh, about Gondo it's when things start to get a little complicated with the ransom right because once once it's established that. It's not his son. Mm-hmm. It's his chauffeur's. Yeah. Right. The the kidnapper realizes the mistake and is still demanding that Gondo pay. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not saying okay. Well, then put the put the dad on. The put phone. the chauffeur on. Right. That's yeah. not what he's saying. He's saying, well, you still you're still responsible. You still have to pay. Right. Yeah. He is trying to humiliate and ruin Gondo. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if. He's being targeted specifically, which of course he is because it was supposed to be his son being kidnapped, right? Yeah. And so 
and and so we we get the sense of well shit you know it'd be one thing if he was just some rich jerk right yeah but it's the fact that he worked hard for what he did he mm-hmm. started from humble beginnings and he worked his way to the level he's at right by not taking shortcuts i mean we see what he feels about taking shortcuts right he doesn't like that yeah he literally destroys that shoe <laughs> and, effortlessly yeah because because it, it was cheap right yeah but it's also that we've already established what he was going to do with that money and what happens if he uses that money for something that isn't going to pay him back right mm-hmm. he's ruined yeah right it's the fact that he's using it to buy the company which will eventually pay him back yeah, that way he it's can, a gamble, right? Yeah, that way he can pay back the investors That's right. that are giving him this money. And pay off the mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's that also so we we understand the moral dilemma of would you pay or not, right? Right. And that's where we're sitting for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And I had you watch that um that video did you watch it i forgot i'm sorry <sighs> i meant to i meant to put it on as soon as the movie was over and then i forgot and then i was like then when when we pushed the episode back i was like oh perfect i'll have time to watch it but then what happened with me when i got sick i didn't died. want to watch anything yeah you almost died yeah. so I'm um sorry. it's fine so he's going to put the link in the yeah, description. I'll, I'll put the link in the description or it'll pop up here. Uh, Ooh, you can do that. That's cool. Yeah, on the YouTube. I didn't know you could do that. Um, Hopefully so, Future Rain actually... I'm not talking to you, Siri. Hopefully Future Rain will actually remember because I've done that before oh, and yeah, Future Rain has forgotten. If he doesn't, say something. Okay. Well, and I'll be editing this as soon as we're done. So. Oh, that's right. So, Okay. It is a video done by Cinefix, which, of course, you know, if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that I just adore these guys. I think they're just so smart and they they yeah. really they really dive in super deep with these analyses uh, for these films. And they did one with three moments of blocking from the first half of High and Low. Um, and it's it's examples of how blocking is effective mm-hmm. uh, in film. Right. The first one is characters need to present themselves through blocking, meaning they need to show their motivations, their, their character, their characteristics right through the blocking. Right. And there's a great moment where, and I'm not going to go through all of it because the video does it far better than I ever I was going to say better than you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. They're so they're geniuses over there. I don't know how to get a job over there, but I wish I could. Um, there's a moment when Gondo is on the phone with the um, with the kidnapper and the police are already there. So we have the the gentleman in the suit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the head investigator. Uh, he is manning the controls and the tape recording the conversation. Right. Right. We have the chauffeur in the background, but nearing the middle of the shot. Okay, mm-hmm. and then we have Gondo's right hand man behind him. Okay, mm-hmm. so we have everyone is looking at Gondo. Okay, yeah, but the way he has them positioned 
is just it, it's pure brilliance. We yeah. have uh, the chauffeur, of course, who is there, but far enough away to represent his lack of control, right? Mm-hmm. His his complete um, his complete lack of ability to help at all, right? Yeah. So it's like he he doesn't have the money. He doesn't have the control over the situation. He doesn't, you know, really. He can't do anything, right? Right. But he needs to be in the center so we can see him, right? And he yeah. needs to be there so we can be reminded of the the moral struggle, right? Right. We also have the the lead investigator who is sort of a mediator, right? He mm-hmm. is the one who is in the middle, literally, of everybody. Um, and he's the one who is making sure everything goes off right, right? Right. The really interesting one is the right-hand man. Who is behind Gondo, who mm. is looking at Gondo, but Gondo has his back turned toward, right? Right. Um, so his motivations, of course, is he's got 50 million yen in his pocket, mm-hmm. right? And he wants to protect not only Gondo, but honestly, he wants to protect his, himself. If Gondo loses everything, he loses his right-hand man. Right-hand man's out of a job, right? Right. So it's almost like he's peering in as if to uh, to be a little bit mischievous, right? Yeah. And it's just brilliant. We're do he's saying all of this without anybody speaking really, right? Gondo's yeah. the only one speaking on the phone, right? It's it's pure genius, right? There's oh, a, yeah. there's a few more of these that are in the in the video which is just I mean, you're not going to believe it. I mean, there are things that Kurosawa was doing with the positioning of his characters that are just it's amazing that, you know, it's telling you so much without you realizing it. Right? Yeah, yeah, especially because uh, in a few scenes, um, the right-hand man's going to betray Gondo. Yeah. And uh, tell all this to the other executives. Yeah. So when shit hits the fan, Gondo is sort of left with no choice but to, but to pay. Right. Because he's ruined anyway, so... Right. Might as well. And so there, there's there's another moment where um, there's this there's this big scene with a lot of people, right? Tons mm-hmm. of people. Because it's all the investigators. It's Gondo's whole family. It's the chauffeur. It's the right-hand man. It's, it's everybody is in this room, right? Right. Which, by the way, dude, I mean, it's like a play, right? Oh, yeah. Just this, this, one, this one area of the house, you know, that we're focused in on and you know for the first half of the film it's basically is a play right mm-hmm. um so eventually one by one people start leaving the room right mm-hmm. until it's just the right hand man on the left side and gondo on the far right and there's so much empty space in between them right mm-hmm. where we we have like unspoken um we we have this. I forgot how they put it in the video. I just watched it too. I, I rewatched it for this. <laughs> uh, um, but there there's there's so much that needs to be said. And there's so much that needs to be worked out, and it just hasn't been right. Right. And it, it's not broken until eventually. His right. I wish I remembered his name, and I can't even remember like what 
you know, how I can find him on IMDb. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, until he gets up and then, um, and then walks out of the room, right? Mm-hmm. It isn't until later on when the decision is really made for him and Kurosawa is using people for our eyes to bounce around the room for for that decision to finally be made, which is um, the chauffeur begging, formally asking mm-hmm. to pay, right? Um, him, Gondo saying no, the chauffeur, or the right-hand man saying, you got it. Like, he wasn't talking to me, but I know what that means. I'm out of here. I'm going to go pay, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go buy those shares. Him saying, wait, <laughs> the, the wife... Uh, coming out, comforting uh, the chauffeur, saying, we're not going to let anything happen to your son. We will pay. I promise. I will I will talk to him. I'll we'll run it. All mm. that. The son coming in, uh, saying, you know, is is my friend back yet? Right? Yeah. Um, all of that, all the guilt swirling around until Gondo finally breaks. Right? Yeah. Um, it's pure genius. I don't know how Kurosawa does all this stuff it's crazy i don't know man like we talked about in our rashomon episode shout out to our rashomon episode what kurosawa could do with a camera is beyond impressive. and this was this was people in front of the camera right yeah he's instead of moving the camera around back and forth he's just moving the people around mm-hmm. um switching our focus back and forth with ease like you didn't even notice yeah yeah it's it's so, it's very reminiscent of, and this is the only example that comes to mind, um, the whale that we saw. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, granted, it, Aronofsky does sort of the flip of that, where the camera is moving very effortlessly around the room, because mm-hmm. there's not a ton of people in the in, in Charlie's space, but... That's what it reminded me a lot of, mm-hmm. that instead of it being the camera moving, the camera's static, but Kurosawa, like a like a kid playing with the dollhouse, is just moving these people around uh-huh. for the best angle and for the best way to tell this story. Yeah. And it's... Oh, dude. I know. It's... I mean, and the video gives three examples, right? Uh-huh. But there are so many, so many examples. There's times when... Uh, when Gondo is just on the edge of frame mm-hmm. um, for an entire scene uh, because he's wanting to just to remove himself from the situation, right? Yeah. And you can feel it, right? Yeah. Without it having to be said that he's just, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to get out of this responsibility, right? Yeah. But he's just staying right on the edge of the frame. And even while he's walking, the camera follows him just right to where he just stays on the edge, right? Mm. It's too good. Yeah, man. Oh, God. I know. Uh, it's, and you know, and, and, and there's so many layers because, you know, in this first half of the movie, Kurosawa throws a lot of information at us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the blocking and the shooting is the way it is because he knew like, yeah, I'm going to throw a lot of stuff at you. Yeah. Here's how you can pay attention without hearing anyone say exclusive, 
explicitly say, oh, hey, this, you know. Right, right. Um, Until, of course, it all kind of comes to a head when Gondo finally decides, okay, like, I'll pay. Yeah. Um, But, man, it's... I know. It's a way to build tension without... Like, the, the scene, yes, is tense because a kid's been kidnapped. Yeah. And this guy is grappling with his morality of, well, if I pay, I'm ruined. Yeah. And it's not even my son. Yeah. Uh, but it just it just adds so many layers of tension. But to it's the right scene. thing to do. Yeah. Right? And that's hard, too, right? Yeah. Um, because it's like either I help this family or I ruin mine, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, at least that's how he sees it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, ultimately, you know, he does make the right call, which um, I'm going to be honest. Like I was kind of saying at the beginning is I didn't think he I think we were going to go. I, I thought for sure we were going to go back and forth the whole movie uh-huh. that, you know, he was going to stick to his guns and be like, nope, I'm not paying. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not my son. I'm not paying. And then he was going to be like, well, like, well, maybe I should. Like, I thought we were going to go back and forth the whole movie. And mm-hmm. then he, you know, that final interaction with the kidnapper over the phone finally sets him over. Yeah. And is like, all right, I'll, I will pay. Yeah. Um, and and almost kind of shocks everyone that he, yeah. I guess, folds so quickly. Yeah, well, I mean... Or not really folds quickly. He he changes his mind so quickly. Yeah. Especially because he'd made it seems the night before, like, I'm not changing my mind. Yeah. If I do this, I'm ruined. Right. I will have no money. I will be out of a job. Yeah. I don't think I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, what I love is the, the police, you know, because he tells them, like, I know it sounds heartless, but yeah, I can't do this. And the police are like, well, we're not here to judge you. We're just here to help you. Yeah. And I think, but it's, see, I think that layered on a little bit of guilt too. Yeah, maybe a little bit. But, you know, it's also, it's sort of like in, let's go back to our warrior episode. Okay. Each brother has a legitimate reason to win. Yeah. And a legitimate reason that the audience wants them to win. Yeah. Right. In this case, it's sort of like, well, I understand. I understand why he doesn't want to pay. Yes, the easy answer is, well, it's the right thing to do. Let's get the kid back. But also it's like, well... Well, yeah, if, know, if we get the kid back, he's going to lose his house. Right. Yeah. So I get it. Right? Both sides. Now, that's just the first half of the movie. Yeah. Right? The second half is this wonderful police procedural um, that's... More in I in this in this article I brought that I'm not going to look at. Uh, <laughs> it talks about how um, similar to M. Ah. I know which I liked. Yeah. Um, that we are uh, in the point of view of the of the bad guy now, right? Yeah. Uh, this is now his world. Now we're on his on his turf, and now we're going to do the rest of the movie this way, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Which is really interesting, right? Yeah. It's also interesting how now Kurosawa is... He, he was doing this King's Ransom thing, which is the book that it's based on, mm-hmm. King's Ransom. 
And now he's going to give you sort of, it's still King's Ransom, but it's going to be more like, you know, this complete separation of people, right? Right. Um, Gondo and his family live on the top of this hill and then the rest of us live here, right? Yeah. But he's not saying one is worse than the other. He's saying that it's so bizarre that people just can't get along. We, You know, um, he has said in a nutshell, that's what all of his movies talk about is why can't people just get along yeah. with one another? Why do we separate ourselves this way? Right. Okay. So hence the title we we're, we're separating ourselves, uh, in this case by class, right? Right. Um, high class and low class. Yeah. Essentially. Right. And literally living high on the hill or living low on the street. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which is great. So let's talk about the second half. Yes, because I, think... uh, I was not expecting the movie to, to go this way. Yeah. Uh, which I loved. I, I loved watching the police test theories. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, testing theories. Uh, going like, well, you know, it kind of tracks with, with this. And, mm-hmm. you know, and... Them all in that room mm-hmm. going... Um, going two by two like you two you were in charge of this what'd you get right right okay now you guys what did you get you're in charge of this mm-hmm. it's like well he said it was really hot and it was not a.m which means the sun was hitting it so it means you know what i mean it's going through all the stuff that it was really cool i really liked yeah that it, scene. yeah it was so cool yeah i yeah and i really liked you know how like that kurosawa just wasn't having these characters talk about it that we actually got to see yeah some of them in action doing what they, how they got this information. Yes. You know, which like it's, I feel like I'm becoming more like you where I don't want to be spoon fed, but this is like a way to not make the audience feel like they're being spoon fed information. No, I didn't feel, I I just felt like I I got to sit in on this briefing, which was cool. Right. Yeah. It, It didn't, it didn't seem unnecessary to me it seemed the opposite yeah like the they got everybody you know essentially on this case yeah which which i mean i'm gonna be honest uh i did have the question was like well do they do this with every case (laughs) who knows or is it just this specific one like make is maybe the lead investigator the the man in the suit was just so I don't want to say moved by Gondo, but maybe it was just like, you know what? We got to, we got yeah, to gotta help this guy out. We got to help him out. Yeah. We got to, we got to get him some kind of an answer. Um, so shit, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Um, no, it's fine. Oh, what was it? Shit. Oh, I hate you so much. I'm sorry. It's not even your fault. I'm just mad at you. Um, <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. It'll come back to me. Um, so I remember what it was. Okay. So even with all of this and the investigation in the second half, mm-hmm. um, when we come back to Gondo in his house, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, it's almost like it's 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 <laughs> it's almost like when uh, when the investigator said, "Man, something about this house just gets to you." Like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, and you're sort of like, I, I guess I understand. Now I get it. 
because yeah. we, we now we've spent enough time out of the house that when we're back in it, you're like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. This is nice, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, but I love the tension that is created during the investigation now because now the chauffeur is now desperate for for answers for Gondo because now he feels a sense of guilt. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of understand, right? Because it's like this guy just spent a fortune. To, to get you your son back. To get my son back. And now that I have him back, I have to do everything I can, right? And yeah. so when when he's yelling at his son for, you know, not remembering and, oh. and things, I know. It, it kind of reminded me actually a lot of Seven Samurai where the, the farmer's yelling at his daughter yeah. in front of everyone. Yes. Made me think a lot about that. but And I love that Gondo is just like, stop it. Yeah, it's, it's not helping. He, he'll remember when he remembers. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, but, and you, even, but you feel it. Like yeah. you, you completely understand why the chauffeur, and I don't remember his name, um, is feeling this way and why he is so desperate because he is like, if if we don't do this, like this guy's... It's my it's it's almost like he's like it's my fault. It's it, my he 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 spent his potential future, and we're wasting it. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I get that. I mean, I I won't lie for a little bit. I was a little annoyed. I'm like, why? Why? Why is he trying so hard? Yeah. Like, you you got your son back. But then as the move the film progressed, I was like, oh okay, no, he's yeah, he's trying to help. But the only way he knows how is just to throw his son back into it and be like, does this look familiar to you? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really interesting that, um, number one, they had the kid draw a picture, which is smart. Yeah. Um, but now they're trying to find that area that he drew, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even the the chauffeur gets his son and they he drives him around and, you know, putting him in danger. You know? <laughs> I know, uh, especially when they they find the house yeah. that he'd been held in. Uh, full of dead heroin addicts. Yeah. Uh, which I was like, wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, but then again, I mean, that's this is the brilliance of Kurosawa. Yeah. Like he's not gonna he's gonna keep throwing stuff at you. Now here's one of my here's I think one of my favorite things about the movie. Okay. okay? Yes, the first half I think is my favorite part. Right. Obviously. It has to do with the first part, um, but it's the it's the setup and the payoff, and in a very unique way, right? Okay. Here's what I mean, and you're gonna go, yeah, okay. okay. They set up the the hidden booby traps basically in the case, right? And one of them is if you burn it, it's gonna turn the smoke pink. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like. In the back of your mind, you may not be thinking it like you know explicitly, but you're kind of like, well, how are they going to do that? It's in black and white, you know. Yeah. 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 So it's in. Oh my god! Once they look out of the window and the the smoke is pink, like for real pink. Yeah. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, you know? dude. I was like, that's fucking rad, dude. I was like, right. It's like, it's the me? setup and the payoff you weren't expecting, right? Yeah. You're expecting them to catch him some other way. You've almost forgot about it. Right, because you're like, well, that's not going to matter to us, right? Yeah. The audience, because it's in black and white. Who cares? 
Yeah, yeah. For the characters, it'll be pink, but for us, it'll be like, it, oh, it's just smoke. It's just smoke. Who cares? But we, the audience, also get the payoff, which is really nice. Right? Yeah, that was. It was so cool. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I'm, when it got to that, I was like, did he intentionally do the whole movie in black and white just so he could do that? I think. At one point, I think I read something similar to that, where, um, you know, that pink smoke is so important that, you know, the, the black and white sort of makes up for how yeah. uh, how in, impressive and how um, important, I don't want to say that word again, but here we are, uh, important that, that moment is in the film, mm-hmm. right? Um, it sort of really draws your attention, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's so cool too, dude. I know because there's, um, for an example, uh, the movie Logan, which I love. Uh, Shout out, man. Shout out to Logan. (laughs) You want to talk about, hang on. You want to talk about, (laughs) want to talk about a comic book movie I would love to get like deep into because that that movie is, doesn't feel like a comic book movie, man. And it's so good. Yeah. Shout out to James Mangold. Yeah. Ford versus Ferrari is great. Yeah. Um, Three Tinny Yuma's great. Um, oh, yeah. Logan, amazing. So, But you didn't like the Wolverine, you no. fucking pleb. <laughs> there, there is a, an option. You can watch the movie in black and white. Yes. Um, I, I did once. Yeah, so, so have I. And the movie loses a lot of stuff because um, for that very reason is because the serum is green. Yeah. And that's important to be able to recognize that it's green. Right. Mm-hmm. And recognize it because of its distinct color. Right. So that's that's lost. It's right in that. Um, it's a small thing, but it's important. nonetheless. The only time I would say kind of tying it back to the episode of black and white is the black and chrome edition of Mad Max Fury. Right? Uh-huh. See, because like color is not really that important in that movie because they're just in the desert, yeah. you know, oh, but except for those like. The, the the plumes of oh, the see I forgot about that yeah. never mind it's so rad and then of course the blue of the sky and the the tan of the it's so cool guys watch Mad Max Fury Road uh, turn us off and watch Mad Max Fury Road George it's Miller so can you good. please hurry up and give us the next movie it's gonna be Furiosa and who cares um, I mean look I love Anaya Taylor Joy but I don't need a Furiosa backstory no like Charlize Theron I want more Tom Hardy and I want more Mad Max you know? I know and he's already Tom's already said he's gonna he's down to do another one of course he is who wouldn't be uh, anyway done anyway um, um, sorry no George Miller will die before I know we get he's so Mad old he's so old um, sorry Zach so um, so that pink smoke is fucking red yeah right 100% Okay, so let's get to them catching the guy. So, so I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to be a, a medical intern. Yeah, which, but of course, once that reveal hits, the the heroin makes sense. Yeah, because how would he? I mean, they didn't say that he directly shot them up, mm. but I mean, how else would he have known? what to give them that he knew they would have overdosed on. Right. You know. Uh, and so I was like, oh. But now it makes sense why he wanted so much money, too. Did you also expect him to be so young, too, right? No. Right. And I also was not expecting to see him shortly after the drop. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to see him until... Honestly, ever. I was like... 
by that point, I was like, oh, okay, the movie's not what I expected. I don't think we'll ever see the guy. And then I was like, oh, never see him mind. right away. Yeah, we see him right after the draft. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was not expecting him to be young, nor medical intern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's sort of why he is the character he is, mm-hmm. right? And sort of what makes him important to the overall theme of the movie uh-huh. is that he and Gondo are very similar, right? Yeah. They are, they are, they're not different basically at all. Right. And, and that's what makes the, the, the meeting at the very end, very powerful. And it's also what makes the, the theme so powerful because what separates them is very little, right? Yeah. Gondo started just where he is. Right. Mm-hmm. This isn't, you know, what, what this interns on, and I forgot his name. I'm so bad at this normally. And so you give them foreign names and I'm just worthless. Um, it's okay. So what, what, um, what the intern saw is just a very, very nice house that he has to look at every day. Mm-hmm. And he learned and, and developed um, such such a despise for him, right? Yeah. Just for him being successful, right? There's really nothing more than that. Yeah, and not right? not knowing that, just like Gondo, he started where he was. Right. And so it, it it's sort of interesting. Again, Kurosawa is saying we're splitting each other, you know, down the middle like that. And why are we doing that? That's so yeah. bizarre. We shouldn't be, yeah. right? Um. And it's so interesting that that's sort of his reasoning for it, right? Mm. And how Gondo is left in just disbelief and just, you know, and he's just heartbroken because he is being treated sort of the way that he feels like the other executives should be treated, you know? Like the other executives are sort of like snakes, right? Right. He's not, right? And so what he is being perceived as is this this guy sitting on a throne in an ivory tower and that's not at all who he is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's you know, and and I think that's what makes it so heartbreaking because kind of to touch back on Gondo real quick. Sure. That's what makes it so heartbreaking when he's, you know, like like mowing, like the the shot of him mowing his yard. Yeah. Like I was like, that that's a broken man right there. And also, but it also shows that he still, at the end of the day, will choose to do things himself. Yeah. Other than driving himself around. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I was just like, yeah, that's that's a broken man right there. And also, uh, you know, in terms of. Um... In terms of just straight plot, it's just showing you how fucking hot it is outside. Yeah. That's, you know? Yeah, yeah. And well, how, he is drenched in sweat. It's how hot it is outside, and it's how cool it is inside his house. Mm-hmm. Right? He's wearing a sweater in the beginning of the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, you know, over 100 degrees outside. Yeah. So it's, it's again, it's sort of like the he's living this life of, of luxury, but it's because he worked for it. Right. Right. Um, and unfortunately, people who only see the the surface level of it, 
may think otherwise. And that's just so, so interesting. And what Kurosawa is doing there is, you know, is showing just the divide of people and not, not really knowing enough about each other and still making these snap judgments in these, um, Mm -hmm. in these, you know, whatever. It's incredible. No, yeah, it really is. Um, but so, sorry, I'm going to text my wife real fast. You keep talking. Oh, it's okay. Uh, I was just going to say, I do love how we kind of, once the police sort of, not zero in on the intern, but they kind of hone in on him. Like once he's like in their radar, I love how they started. Like, I love the whole sequence of them just following him around. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. Yes, I agree. Um, now, I think I missed something at one point. <laughs> Because I want to say I looked away for a second, and then he was arrested. Yeah. Um, so like I saw I them. Mean, up, didn't miss much. I saw them like I saw them like trailing him, uh, tailing him, and you know he leaves the club. And, yeah. And then they pretty much were like, "All right, go, 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 go." It's sort of the process of. Oh, I'm sorry. That's probably super loud. Sorry. Um, yeah, just a little bit. Okay. It's sort of just their process of, of they, they finally found who he is. Now we need to, you know, capture him. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I have it. Yeah, here it is. Um, in this article, it's deep focus review, by the way. Uh, I just wanted to show you this fucking shot, man. Oh, yeah. It was so rad. It's Dude, the yeah. one with the sunglasses. Uh, I don't know if the, even the camera can pick it up. It, it's the with the the sunglasses and the reflection of them, him hiding in the bushes it's so fucking cool man. Dude, yeah it's so yeah. i i can't get over just how uh how cool that shot is um and also there's a shot here of the uh the pink smoke if you wanted to see that uh yeah uh, deep focus review good job it's good, so cool good job getting these these stills it's uh it's really dope uh, i really appreciate it yeah um, uh Back in 2017. So thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> only only uh, six years old now. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, let's let's talk about the, the official meeting between Gondo and the intern. Yeah. Um, I don't remember Gondo ever saying a word. Did I miss something again? I don't either. But of course, it's been a few days. Well, for me, it's been a week. Um, oh, that's true. You didn't rewatch. Yeah. Uh, didn't re-rewatch. Yeah. Um, I feel like he just sits there and, I mean, honestly, if that's future rain, don't worry about correcting me. <laughs> I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm like. Well, even if, even if you're wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Still, he doesn't say much, right? Yeah, because really, I don't really because uh, the intern is really saying a lot, right? Yeah. He's really just he's a little smug at the beginning, right? Uh, thinking that you know, yes, you caught me, but I've ruined you, right? Yeah. I've done what I've wanted, right? And Gondo, of course, is just you know um, he's heartbroken number one, but also he's just he's a little confused because he's this guy is completely wrong. He has the wrong idea of who he is. Yeah. Right, what what the intern sees is this looming tower over him, and and that's not, you know, what, yeah, that's not what Gondo is, and that's not you know his intention. He's just, you know, uh, he's just like my man. You, 
He just worked. Like, dude, like, I worked to get here, and then you fucked me on a deal. Yeah. That's all you've done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I really liked, again, to tie it to another more recent movie, I really loved the, the, the sitting, you know, between the glass. Yeah. Reminded me a lot of the Batman. Sorry. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, but like how, how Paul Dano's the Riddler is, is very, cause he's also very smug at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then when, when Robert Pattinson, uh, when his Batman uh, pretty much tells him like, "No, you you got it all wrong," he kind of loses it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's essentially what the intern does. Like, yeah, until to the point where, you know, the guards had to come in and remove him from yeah. the room because he's climbing up on the window. Yeah, but I think it's because. I think somewhere deep down he knew how probably in a sense that he failed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good interpretation. Or maybe he's just so fed up with how he feels people in his neighborhood are treated or how people in his neighborhood or in his village or whatever. Uh, it's not a village. Um, or, or Commune. Yeah. How he sees how people should have things. Right. And yeah. he, and they don't. Right. Uh, and he's just so sick of it. And so, uh, so angry. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's that separation. Um, and it's, I don't know, uh, you know, um, could be both. Yeah. Could be both. Maybe, but I just love how that, that the, the metal divider comes down and the movie just ends. Yeah. I was like, oh, this, that was perfect. Like, no other things need to be said. Gondo just sits there. That divider comes down. Fade to black. Yeah. The end. Perfect. I love this movie. Yeah, man. I I really liked it. Uh, I will need to rewatch it again just because I probably should have re-rewatched it for the, for, for, since we took a, an extra week. Yeah. But, I mean, there's still a lot about the movie I, I still remembered because it's just so... It's so good. Like, yeah. it just, it, 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 it stays with you. And there's, okay. So there's little things. Here's the noobs I forgot because we're wrapping up. Okay. Here's the noobs I forgot is I love how the police show up initially at Gondo's house in like a paint, painter's van or whatever. Yeah. Or uh, it wasn't a delivery truck. It was more like a, it was more like painters or um, yeah, yeah. handymen or whatever. Uh, and they won't come in the room until he closes the blinds. Yeah. They're just so aware of everything, right? We're we're dealing with smart people, right? Yeah. Being smart, which I like. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah, too too many times the cops in in movies like this make a lot of dumb decisions, you know. Or it it's like, you know, they they make themselves known, right? Yeah. Of course, which I love how these guys come in the way they do, they're disguised, mm-hmm. right? They won't enter the living room until they close the blinds that way because they, they figured the guys got binoculars on them or something. Yeah. Um, it's genius. I love these guys. And, you know, they're they're hitting the floor yeah, when, whenever when, he needs to open the blinds. Right? Oh, and and they're, it. like, slowly, like, lurking out of the corner to get over. And yeah. So good. I know. Right? Yeah. Love the cops in this. Great stuff. Yeah. 
if you want another good cop movie that the cops are smart and don't make themselves known, The Departed. The Departed. That's Shout out movie. to The Departed. That's a great movie. Are you a cop? You a cop? Um, yeah, man. Yeah, the movie, it's so good, dude. I, I tried to get Ashley to watch it with me because uh, we were trying to find something to watch. I was like, or, you know, you you can watch the movie that we're doing. And she was like, oh, what's it about? And I gave her the synopsis first. Yeah. She was like, oh, that does sound kind of interesting. I was like, yeah. In Japanese, though. And she was like, what? It's in Japanese. It's in Japanese. It's in Japanese. And she was like, no, I'm okay. The next one's going to hurt her head if she watches it with you. Uh, she, I'll explain she, why. She, she will we, But... So, Jeremy, are you ready to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? I am. Uh, this is, as of right now, I haven't seen all of his stuff, but this is my favorite Kurosawa movie, as of right now. <sighs> For me, it's probably a tie with uh, Ikuru. Okay. Uh, I love that one. That one was so good. Shout out to our Ikuru episode. Interesting. You're picking both contemporary movies. Yeah. Because uh, I, I never thought anything would get over Seven Samurai, but yeah. bro. I know. And then, of course... Hang on, everyone. Uh, with the cuter, the the British remake, Living, that just came out. Yeah. I want to see it so badly. It would build an eye. Uh, mainly because I just want to see if it lives up to Kurosawa. Yeah. You know, which is hard. I'll but, tell you. But no, I, this one's, but again, this one's definitely a close tie with with, with Ikuru. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, I've got Yojimbo and Sanjuro. Yeah, um, I have, I've not seen those. Um, I, I know have, you've got dreams, which I really, yes. really want. Yes, I do, and I haven't watched it yet. Um, I did see the bad sleep well, which I really liked. Um, also with our main man. Um, actually, oh. it's with everybody because he doesn't. He doesn't like use different actors. He doesn't like he uses the same people all the yeah. time. Here's my oops, I forgot. Uh, we see a lot of the same people. Yeah, from. The movies we've discussed this season. So Toshiro Mifun, obviously he's our main guy. He he's Gondo, and he's just incredible. You know, um, from our um, Rashomon episode where he's the bandit, and mm-hmm. then our Seven Samurai where he's just this lunatic, yeah. and then we have this character, which is just incredible. It's he's a different person. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it, yeah, man. And then of course uh, T- Takashi Samura. Uh, who was in a queue. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's the he's, main character. Uh, and then he's uh, in this movie for like a few minutes. He was, he's like a cop that... He's like maybe the chief or something? Who just sits there. Yeah. And occasionally he's like, oh. Yeah, it's and then amazing. And then we it, never see him again. I know, it's so cool. I, I love how he uses the same yeah. people over and over do you think? Do you think Tarantino kind of took that from him? Probably. Re- reusing actors. I think and... a lot of people take a lot of stuff from Kurosawa. Oh, but... that's probably a 100%. I think I was reading in here that, um, uh, that... And I just took it away, so I don't remember his name. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, Toshiro Mifun was in like 30 of his movies or something like that. Like he was in almost all of them. Well, until they the yeah, one movie I remember reading, it, it ruined their friendship, and it, it it was one of it was the one of their last movies that they did together because he just Kurosawa apparently it was like sort of a passion project, and it, it, he was being very demanding and very much like we got it, you know, and he he was like when when this is over, we're done. Oh, that's and sad. he never did another because he was in so many. Yeah, you know. I mean, almost all of them, yeah. you know, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, 
incredible performances, especially um, Tashiro. Um, right? Tashiro? Yes. Um, <laughs> amazing. Incredible. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's a different person. Also in the Bad Sleep Well, he's in that, and he's also a different... I mean, it's crazy. Like, his yeah. acting is amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, his range... Yeah, really seeing his range now, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, so Jeremy. Yeah. What is going to be your last pick of the season? My last pick of the season... Uh, I mean, it's not like I already don't I know. know what it is. These guys don't. Uh, it is a Swedish silent film from 1921. It is The Phantom Carriage. Uh, Charlie Chaplin once said, it is the best movie ever made. Wow. So, and Ingmar Bergman, um, this was his main influence in all of his filmmaking. Really? Yeah. So when we did uh, The Hour of the Wolf, yep. this had a little bit of that. We're talking everything he's ever done. He says that he watches it once a year. Well, watched. Isn't he dead now? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. He watched well, it once. He watched it. Like he watched it like a once a year and he, he loved it. And um, it's a story of, uh, from what I read, uh, it's the, the last person to die in a year um, has to ride in the carriage and pick up souls for the rest of the year. That's so it's, uh, it's see. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's what it says on the criterion yeah. website. Um, so it's, um, it's new year's Eve. The last person to die gets in the carriage and then on we go. And, and it's essentially that the, that the, the, um, the title of death is passed on. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, or reaper, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm interested, you so know, here's why it's going to hurt Ashley's head. If she sits in next to you while you watch it, uh-huh. what criterion does. I love criterion. I want them to sponsor the show, but here's what they do. Okay. In silent films that are in a foreign language, uh-huh. they do not make English titles. They don't make dialogue cards in English. What they do is they still just have subtitles, which sometimes overlap <laughs> with the with the text oh, no. in the cards. So oh. it's hard to read sometimes. Oh, no. Yeah, because they'll overlap. Oh, poop. Yeah. Well, Which is cool because you get the authentic experience of seeing the original dialogue cards. But. But having to read the subtitles underneath and sometimes the text overlap, depending on how big the card is, um, is is hard. Oh. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe they work Kino does out. the same thing. Kino Lober does the same thing because in, um, in my Dr. Mabuse, uh, which is a Fritz Lang film. Spoiler for next season. Um, <laughs> they do the same fucking thing. And I'm like, I mean, I get it. It's cool. Like, I get the authenticity. I like it. But but at the same time, you're like, I need to know what's happening. Yeah. And um, no, never mind. Because I'm like, I think Metropolis did the same thing. But no, theirs no, was restored in English. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Shout out to our Metropolis episode. Yeah. The first ever silent film we'd done on the show. This is the second one. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, I'm excited, man. I am um, too. I I bought it years and years ago. And uh, I, I bought it specifically for this season, so yeah. I, I've been I've been ready to get it open. Yeah, me too. So, all right, everyone. Well, we hope you enjoyed High and Low, and we will see you next week for the Phantom Carriage.